he's sleepy. But he's in the mansion and can't sleep. Because money won't give you rest. Cars won't give you rest. Riches won't give you rest. Only Jesus can give you rest. <laughs> you know the lady, if I just get a tall, dank, handsome guy, he won't give you rest. <laughs> then you will know that he's tall, dank, and handsome to plenty people too. <laughs> uh, uh, look at someone, they say, marry rest, marry rest. Uh, 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 don't cry to me. Look at somebody say, marry rest. Especially if they are not married. Say, marry rest. Marry the one that you will rest. Uh, okay. 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 No problem. Ma and I will give you rest. Okay. Uh, 29. Let's go. Take my yoke upon you. And learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. So what Jesus gives is real joy, not fake smiles. Real joy, not fake smiles. You know how you look at social media, and this is the privilege of being a pastor, because you can't counsel people too much, because I know too much. So you say, look at this family, they're just beautiful. Hmm. In my mind, I'm like, mm, yeah, they're beautiful. But I, I know enough to know that not everything you see... No, no, that's not what it is. It's, it's the filters. It's the fig leaves. It's the fig leaves. And you're hiding. And that's why they keep globalizing everything that should be privatized. Ah, you missed it. Because you can actually don't, you can't give what you don't have. So the only thing they have is their body. So they keep showing their body. And then you complain, it's just after my body, but you were after his money. So it was body for money and end of discussion. Why, why did I even say that? Let's concentrate. <laughs> and you shall find rest for your soul. Give me verse 30. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Revelations chapter 22 verse 17. One verse. Can we read this together? One, two, three in concept. One, two, three, go. And the spirit and the bride say, come. Let him that hear it say, come. And let him that is athirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. The unending rhythm of God's grace is an invitation to come and take freely. It's not come and take and pay. It's come and take freely. Look at your neighbor and say, are you ready to take this morning? One more time, tell them, are you ready to take this morning? Father, thank you for your word. Give us understanding in the name of Jesus. Open up our eyes to see the benefit of the finished work on the cross of Calvary. Throw your weight in this building. Give me nimbleness of mind, agile thought, strong, sound voice. Let the word come apostolic, prophetic. In the name of Jesus, let your people be built up in faith. Leave here giving glory to God as changed people haven't seen Christ. For when Jesus is revealed, the believer is unveiled. We give you praise, our King, because it's done in Jesus' matchless name. And everybody said, Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Stay with me this morning. It won't be long by God's grace. Salvation is an invitation to a person, not a system. 
Salvation is, is an invitation to a person, not a system. Jesus speaking, he says, come unto me. Come unto me. Not come unto us. Not come unto them. Come unto me. Not go. He says, come to me. So Jesus doesn't drive. Jesus invites. Mm, you missed it. Jesus doesn't drive. He invites. He didn't say go. He says, come Unto me, all ye that labor and you have a heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Salvation is, a, is an invitation to a man, not a committee. Jesus didn't say, Come to the disciples. Salvation is actually one chance. One chance is you and Jesus. I'm reminded of the two apostles, Peter and John, in the beautiful gate standing before some guy who was who was who was lame and they said to the guy look on us that's what he said first look on us then peter looked at john he wasn't very sure if john was ready for what god was about to do guess what peter said he said silver and gold i have not as such as i have I give unto you. He was standing with John. John was just there looking. So that miracle is tied to the working of God through the life of Apostle Peter. But John was standing with Peter. Because this thing is whosoever. If you believe, if you receive, it's not, it's not a drop, if you know what I mean. It's not, uh, it's not our, our ride. It is my ride. So salvation is personal because Jesus says, come unto me. Jesus said, come unto me, not come unto us, not come unto them, come unto me. The invitation is to Jesus and not to religion. So Jesus didn't say, come to a religion. He says, come unto me. The invitation is to Jesus and not to rules and regulation. I'll say that again. The invitation is to Jesus and not to rules and regulation. The invitation is to Jesus and not to man's opinion and man's idiosyncrasies. It's not my feelings is not how I feel. It is an invitation to come to Jesus. The invitation is to Jesus and not Jesus plus olive oil. The invitation is to Jesus and not Jesus plus miracle handkerchiefs. The invitation is to Jesus and not Jesus plus deliverance meeting. Any Jesus that you have received that doesn't deliver you is a fake one because the real Jesus, uh, yeah, the real Jesus is a healer. The real Jesus is a deliverer. The real Jesus needs, can stand on his own. Jesus doesn't need makeup. Jesus makes you up. Jesus doesn't need foundation and contours and whatever you do to make up. Jesus just wakes up to look good. Jesus doesn't need any of that. The gospel does not need padding like we part the Nigerian project. The gospel can stand on its own. The gospel can deliver on itself by itself. Jesus is good enough. The invitation from the Father to all men is to come to Jesus. This is the point I need you to look at your neighbor and ask them for me, did you come to Jesus or did you come to church? Uh, one more time, look at one neighbor and say, did you come to Jesus or did you just come to church? Because you can come to church and not come to Jesus. What makes church powerful is that when we come to church, we hear about Jesus. Yes, yes, that's what makes church powerful. For Peter speaking, Bible says to concerning Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. It was revealed to you by the Father. He says, upon this revelation of Christ, I will then build my church and the gates of hell.
hell will not prevail against the church. So the purpose, the strategy, the reason for the church is the revelation of Jesus and not to bring people in bondage. The church is not a gathering to point you to me. The church is a gathering for me to point you to Jesus. Ah, did you hear what I said? The church is not a gathering for me to point you to me. The church is a gathering to point you to Jesus. Every time you go to any church and you do not hear about Jesus, that gathering was about a man, was about rules and regulation, was about man's opinion. The church is not a gathering to learn how to make it in life. You, can't, you can make it in life without coming to church. Mark Zuckerberg and all them co and the elongated people of this world did not go to church to make it in life. So why do we come to church? We come to church to hear about Jesus. Jesus is the message of the church. Jesus is the reason we gather. For when he spoke, he said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and heaven laden, and I will give you rest. The Pentecostal church in Nigeria has, has mastered the art and the art of bringing attention to themselves. And, and, and I am in the point where I do not really feel pity or um, feel bad for, for, for people who get scammed in church because that's what you that, that's that's what you were looking for. If you ever fall victim of 419, can I tell you what they took advantage of? Greed. Yeah? If you ever fall victim of 419, they took advantage of your greed. So without your greed, you cannot be scammed. In the same way with the believer, without your ignorance, you cannot be scammed. But we don't like light. We don't like truth. One wise man said, if you want to hide something from, the, from a black man, put it in the book. I say, if you want to hide something from a Christian, put it in the Bible. Because we don't like to read. We don't like the truth. We don't give to the truth. We give to schemisms. When the pastor now starts creating what we call a magic show religion, you say, ah, that, 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 that I, I, I was feeling, that's, that's when we start giving. So when, when I hear, oh, this church, I'm like, no, it's good for, it's good for your mother. Because there, there was somebody around her who was telling her the truth, but it was not, it was not appealing. The, the plan is to come to Jesus and not to come to church. The reason we come to church is because the church should be built with the revelation our constant messages. Can I talk to you? Did you remember answers? On Friday, the Muslims gathered to pray. And there was no problem. Whether you came from Alausa or came from Surulere, or you came from Ikeja Mox, or you came from Leki Mox, they just went in front of the toll gate and they were doing their prayers. Christians, we can't do that. Why? We don't know the message. We don't know. So by the time we gather, this pastor is talking left. This one is talking right. Why? Because we have not agreed on the message. And the message is in the scripture. There are not many views of Jesus. There is just one view in the scripture. Grace. Grace. That is the truth. Which is the truth. Period. It's grace. But because if we all... Let me tell you. I think it was Moji who said, oh, is, this, is this pastor um, copying you? He's just sounding like you. And I said, well, he listens to me a lot. He's my guy. He, he learns from me a lot. And so if he's sounding like me, no problem. And then when she dropped, I told my wife, if we are all preaching the same message, we'll be saying the same thing. Because one plus one is two in Australia. 
In China, even in Osobo, your village is too. That means when you go to your church and you go anywhere and you travel, you should be able to enter a church and hear the message of God's grace because that is the only message given to us. I don't know why I'm talking like this this morning. That is the only message given to us. Galatians says that. I'm not dealing with that this morning, but maybe I should go there. Maybe I should go there. That's the message. And to Rookie, so I was talking, to, talking with the bishop who came last week. And I was like, man, Biflo, you are walking. What you preached, that's not something you pick. You didn't pick that from the book or a tape. You are working. And when we were talking, he said to me, the statistics in America, the richest churches in the world are Orthodox churches. Baptist, Catholic, Anglican, Methodist. The richest pastors are Pentecostal pastors. Uh, why? Because we make the message about us. Jesus has come unto me, not your pastor. So by the time I can set a program, come, there's something I need to pray. That's your daughter, and we pray. Once I say, come again, you know, you have you given? Then it's about the man and not the man, Christ Jesus. I'm committed to tell you the truth. You like me, oh, don't like me, oh, that's the truth. The message is the message about Jesus. Galatians chapter 1 from verse 6. Let's do this. I don't know why I'm going there this morning, but the Spirit of God, I didn't give you that, but if you can push it. Galatians chapter 1 verse 6, then you give me in the message translation after this. Because some of you are wondering, what is the message of the church? So when you watch a pastor and you're not hearing this, you just know that this guy is another gospel. Almost truth. Another Jesus. Another spirit. Even if he says, I show you a mystery. Jesus is the mystery. He says, I marvel. No, you're right. Verse 6. You were there. Verse 6. Galatians 1 verse 6. You were... Yes, so just look for the message translation. After I do this tonight, nine, give me the message translation. I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Keep it. That means the gospel is the grace of Christ. Can you see that? Give me verse 7. Let's go. Which is not another, but there are some that trouble you. And would pervert the gospel of Christ. Give me verse, verse 8. But though we, Paul is adding himself on Kudafe in this equation. He said, But though me or an angel from heaven, that means if you show up in a meeting, say that meeting, ah, it was powerful. Oh. As the pastor was just preaching, the groove just opened. Bah! Have you seen that kind of. And one white man just showed like this. We saw it. Ah, no, forget it. God came down. He says, Though we or an angel from heaven preach, any other gospel unto you than that which ye have, we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Serious matter. Oh, why is Paul saying let him be accursed? Anathema. Ban the person. Remove the person. Give me verse 9. 
As we said before, so I say now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received. So what is the gospel? The gospel is the gospel about the grace of God. What is the gospel? The gospel is the message of the cross. What is the gospel? The gospel is about what Jesus did, his death, his burial and resurrection. That is the message of the gospel. Do you understand it now? Give me the message translation. It is, no, give me for verse oh give me from verse five give me from verse five no thank you he says i can't believe your fickleness and how easy easily you have turned traitor to him who called you by the grace of christ by embracing a variant message i can assure you that this sunday morning many people preaching on the pulpit are preaching yeah you know how they say, Pastor Floyd Shone is good, but again, you know there are many dimensions to the text. No. Well done. Brother Dimension. It's a variant message. If the dimension of the text removes Jesus from the text, it's another message. Give me verse 6. It is not a minor variation. How many of you did mass to the level where you did graph, and then the compass just shifts a little bit? You don't get to the destination again. That means the message is not in alignment. Ah. You see? That when you start the message, it bends like this. It says it's not a minor variation, you know. It is completely other. An alien message. A no message. A lie about God. Those who are provoking this agitation among you are turning the message of Christ on his head. So the invitation Jesus gives is come unto me look at your neighbor say i have come to jesus so when you come to church on sunday morning please do not just come to see the pastor to enjoy the view make sure you are ready and your heart is tuned to come to jesus because only jesus can save the pastor can save the church can save only jesus can save is when you find the pastor preaching about jesus then really and truly he has your deliverance in the message he has your blessings in the message because the message is always a message about jesus if you're listening to me this morning say, i hear you sir the invitation from the Father to all men is come to Jesus and not to any religion. Come to Jesus. I know there are 4,300 religions out there, but there's just one empty tomb. <laughs> uh, no, we are not mates now. We are not mates. No, we are not made. There's just one empty tomb. So there'll be many religions, but come to Jesus. Jesus is enough. Jesus is bread of life to the hungry. Jesus is enough. Jesus is river of life to the thirsty. Jesus is enough. Jesus is shelter to the homeless. Jesus is enough. Jesus is the hiding place for the abused. Jesus is enough. Jesus is the present help in times of trouble. Jesus is enough. Jesus is husband to the widow. Jesus is enough. Jesus is father to the often Jesus is enough Jesus said come to me it is by his blood he has saved us it is by his power that he has raised us it is by his mercy he has sustained us it is by his word he directs us it is by his stripes he has healed us it is by his grace he has restored us it is by his love that he has changed us it is by his peace he has kept us and by his name we are delivered for the Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower the righteous run into it and they are safe. I want to 
give an invitation this morning just in case you're sitting under the sound of my voice or watching online on YouTube or Instagram and you have not come to Jesus. I'm saying you may have been coming to church for the last four, five, six years or all your life, but you haven't really come to Jesus. What I mean is that you have been aging and not growing in the faith. I want to introduce you this morning to the saving grace of Jesus. It is not the altar that saves. It is the message that saves because there is nowhere in the Bible where they did altar call. Yeah, yeah. It is not so. I don't need you to come out here to say I'm coming to Jesus. I'm saying you can sit on your seat right there and receive the message of Jesus and open up the womb of your faith. And then the Bible says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed by the word of God that liveth and abideth forever. So the altar doesn't get anybody saved. It is the sperm and the seed of God's word that gets people saved. Watching online, lose the lousy come to Jesus. Rich or poor, come to Jesus. Sitting in this room, a dicking or a devil, come to Jesus. High or low, come to Jesus. The chase and the prostitute, oops, I said it, Esther and, and, and Rahab, come to Jesus. The clean and the dirty, come to Jesus. The holy and the filthy, come to Jesus. The old and the young, come to Jesus. His forgiveness knows no boundaries. His acceptance sees no imperfection. His grace is promiscuous. Come to Jesus. Watching online this morning, come to Jesus. Sitting in the church, you may have been born by a pastor like I was and you have a grandfather who's a bishop like I was, but you have not really come to Jesus. You've been coming to church, you've been coming to rules and regulation, but you have not really encountered the word of God, the word of his grace that can change your life. I don't care the church you built to your name in, in your village or in your town or even in the cities. No, if you have not come to Jesus, that was just a lovely act of charity that does not hold anything when it comes to eternal value. I dare you this morning to come to Jesus the spirit and the bride says come 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 and we will always keep coming to him because with him is the fountain of life and in his light we see life come to Jesus Jesus is for everybody John 3 16 to 18 let's read the Bible and go to Titus 2 verse 11 it says for God so loved the world not the church the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Did you see that? 17, let's go. 17. It says, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. 18, give me the verse. He that believeth on Jesus is not condemned. So what condemns you, what takes you to hell is not sin, is the refusal of Jesus. But he that believeth not is condemned already because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. It's clear in scripture. Titus chapter 2 verse 11. Let's see Titus 2. God, this is the message translation. Give me the King James first. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation had appeared to all men. Somebody say all men. So Jesus is for, come on say it loud. Jesus is for? Jesus is for, and that's why the message of Jesus is more important than the message of signs and wonders and miracles. Because not everybody will receive signs and wonders and miracles. But this is the guarantee to all men, salvation. Salvation. 
That's why marriage is not the message of the church. Because not everybody in church will be married. This is the truth. Not everybody will be married. But everybody can be saved and complete in him. Because marriage does not complete you. Jesus completes you. Marriage is actually two complete people in Christ. Or else one will be putting pressure on the other one for the inability and the lack of completeness that that person has. So I can't come to church and teach marriage seminars Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday. No, no, no. That is not the message of the church. Jesus is the message of the church. Because not everybody will get married. Not everybody. But everybody is already married to Christ. Hmm. For we are the bride and he's the groom. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. So Titus 2 verse 11. Give me the message translation. Give me. It says God's readiness to give and... Oh gosh. Oh, I love message. God's readiness to give and forgive. Ooh. So this is not the first rhythm of grace. This is the unforced rhythm of grace. That God is already, always, readiness to give and forgive. Is now public salvation available to everyone. <laughs> Somebody say public salvation. Everybody can use it. That's why we call it the promiscuity of the grace of God. Because God has the power to flirt with anybody. Because if it's for us, there are some people that shouldn't receive the gospel. That guy, that's what happened to Jonah. Now, Jonah didn't want them to receive the gospel in any way. But that, so when we talk about gospel and the grace of God being a New Testament teaching, and they call it this generation teaching, you don't understand. Grace is the nature of God. God is consistent. Grace is the nature of God. It is just amplified, elucidated in the epistles, but the nature of God is grace. It's the Lord that is that, that, that tampered with. It's man who asked for the law in the first place. Uh -huh. So the problem is not the clear invitation. The problem is the misconception. And the misconception is not from the devil. The misconception is from the pulpit. The misconception is from church. The misconception is from religion. It's from religion. So the church is a beautiful thing. But there are many people who have used the religious platform to put people in bondage as against bringing people out of bondage. Are you with me this morning? So, I traveled one time to Oweri for my friend's wedding. Paul Chiso. I went to, this, to the house. Flew into, got to the place after many, many <laughs> snake movements. But I got to the place, the house was full. Big compound. So I sat down on one of the available seats under the canopies. Beautiful. So I sent messages to my friends. That, ah, I'm here. You guys said you were here before. Where are you? He said, we are here now. We can't see you. I'm like, ah, you guys are lying. Five minutes. Ten minutes. Twenty minutes. Ah. At this point, the music was different. I was not seeing any familiar face. So I said, am I here? So is this Mr. XYZ's compound? He said, yes, you are the right place. This is, nah, this is the very compound that you are in. So I said, I am in the very compound. He, he said, yes, the daughter is getting married. Not knowing that on that day, he was giving two daughters out in marriage. So I was in the location, but in the wrong side of the location. So I stood up. I said, ah, no, these are not my friends. 
These are not my guys. And I went. They're not familiar people. So I went to the other side of the hall. As soon as I crossed, the music was different. The people were different. I said, hey, see Lagos people. We are here. So you can be in a church structure. <laughs> you can be in, in leadership too. You can be in many things and not be in fellowship with Jesus. That's what happened to some of you when you walked in here for the first time. The music was different. The sound was different. The people different. And you felt like, yeah, this is the message. That's how you have not been able to... Some of you came back, just came one day to spy. You have been here spying for the last one year. If you are this one who came to spy, let me see your hand. Be honest now. You came to spy. Some of you are still doing half mass. Raise your hand well. She came to spy uh, four weeks ago. I'll be seeing her every Sunday on this same seat. She came to spy. That means she was in a, the side of the party where ah, it was different. And she said, this thing is not familiar. She moved. So you can be in a place and you think you are in church. And really, you may be in church, but you're not in Christ. Because you are not hearing the message of the gospel. Because the invitation is come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. And religion knows how to take rest from you and give you activities. Uh -uh. Uh. Did you hear what I said? Religion knows how to take rest from you and give you activities. So you are just jumping with serious activities. But guess what? You are not having rest for your soul. So if the devil can't trap you, if he can't kill you, he will give you religion. Because he sure knows that religion will kill you slower than the devil. But grace liberates you and gives you real rest. Because religion is performance based. Grace is empowerment based. So religion puts pressure on you. Have you paid your tithe? Did you do the first fruit? Did you do January fast? Did you call the Baba? Did you call the prophet? Have you done deliverance? Have you done this? Have you done that? We give freely because the New Testament has no percentage. That's how we give. It doesn't have percent. Tithe is mechanical and mathematical. Because not all of us can really pay tithe. So you do business and your profits, the tenth of your profit is 200,556 kobo. And three, how are you going to do that one? Because tight is, if it's over 10, it's not tight. If it's less than 10, it's not tight. So tight is mechanical and mathematical. So we give freely because the New Testament has no percentage. The Christian faith doesn't start with do. It starts with dawn. Look at somebody and tell your neighbor, it is dawn. Come on, say it loud. Say it is dawn. So the Christian faith doesn't start with do. It starts with it is dawn. Look at your neighbor. Tell them one more time, it is dawn. One more time, say, it is done. John 19, verse 30, Jesus didn't say to be continued. Jesus said, it is finished. Oh, come on. When Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished.
finish. The last word he said was not to be continued. Jesus did not say, I have done my part. Go and do your part. So what Jesus is saying here has, I've done everything. Are you ready to receive it? Lift your hands in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare it is finished in the name of Jesus. It is finished. I decree the finished work on the cross of Calvary over my life, over my business, over my career, over my health, over my job. I decree and declare it is finished in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, it is finished over my job, over my business, over my health. I decree I enjoy the finished work on the cross of Calvary. If this is your word, shout amen somebody. It is finished. Not to be continued. It is Revelations 21 verse 6. Let me show you something. Revelations 21 verse 6. And he said unto me, it is dawn. Hey, look at somebody tell the person, it is dawn. One more time, say it is dawn. I know you're believing God for that project, but it is dawn. I know you're believing God for the baby, but it is dawn. I know you're believing God for the house, but it is dawn. I know you're believing God for advancement, but it is dawn. I know we're believing God for the payment, but it is dawn. I know you're believing God for the healing, but it is dawn. I know you're believing God for the project, but it is dawn. God wants me to tell somebody, I don't know where you're sitting in this room or watching online. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Fret not yourself. Trouble not your heart. Let not your heart be troubled. It is done. If this is your word, lift your hands. Shout, thank you, Jesus. It is done. So the invitation Jesus gives covers your performance. Uh, uh, I would say it's, it's a premium, right? Uh, this is beautiful. This, ooh. Second Peter, ooh. Second Peter 1 verse 3, give me the King James first. Keep it there. I said the invitation that Jesus gives covers your performance. You know, you know Lagos, guys, how you are sitting in your house with your, <laughs> God forbid about it, with your reasonable 15K that you have. You have budgeted 5K for fuel and the 10K you tell who your side. Just keep looking straight. Don't you get home, nod your head. Because we're all billionaires here in the name of Jesus. And then you get a random call. Ah, what's up now? What are you doing now? Come out now. Come out on whose bill? <laughs> because in Lagos, as soon as you come back, 2,000, 3,000. As you're moving, 4,000. Who knows what I'm talking about? Then you come out on whose bill? Say, come out. They say, ah, where are we going to? They will not call the restaurant that you're 15K. Come by. You know this restaurant that they'll put one small rice and put flowers around it and tell you 10,000. You don't be watching and say, hey, God. Oh. <laughs> so I took some of my guys out Sunday for lunch and they brought the bill. The guy said, easy pot of soup. <laughs> Who knows what I'm talking about? The invitation that Jesus gives covers your performance. So if, hey, God, ah. Uh, if Jesus invites you for a party, he's not expecting you to pay the bill. Religion will tell you Jesus has invited you. Come with your credit card.
But the grace of God tells you that the invitation of Jesus covered your performance. So performance is not required in this invitation. Uh, with people who came for your wedding yesterday, did they come and they were swiping cards when they were leaving for the food that they ate? Why did you invite them? Two of you would have just done your wedding in your room now. Don't invite everybody. You invite people to the wedding. You don't want to give them drink. Then they now travel. Somebody say, if I swear for you. <laughs> travel from Abuja to your wedding. I not chop if I swear for you. But the, the Bible says, according as his divine power has given us all things that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that had called us to his glory. Give me the message translation. This doesn't do justice. Give me message. There's good stuff. There's good stuff. There's good stuff. Everything that goes into a life of pleasing God has been miraculously given to us by getting to know personally and intimately the one who invited us to God. Come, brother, come. So he invites me to God. Everything I need to do in that invitation is with this guy. So as soon as we are going to God, if I see drink, bro, how far would you drink? He says, you're covered. We move half hour with food. He tells me you are covered. That's how we walk with God. As soon as we go, when God requires righteousness for me, I say, Jesus, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So when God says, Ah, you are not holy, when, re when religion says you are not holy, you say, The Bible says He was made holiness for me. We go again. And they say, Ah, you are not, you are not, I'm not sanctified. He is my sanctification. We go again. Ah, you are poor. He became poor so that I will become rich. Everything that goes into a life of pleasing God, it has been miraculously given to us by getting to know personally and intimately the one, capital letter O, who invited us to God. The best invitation we have ever received. Keep, keep standing, sir. So, the most important thing in this verse is getting to know personally and intimately. That is why religion will not show you Jesus. Because religion wants you to perform. Yeah. But the gospel will show you Jesus because he has performed for me. Because what God required from me, Jesus became for me. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. So God wanted me to be holy. Jesus became holy for me. God wanted me to be righteous. Jesus became righteous for me. God wanted me to be... Jesus, everything God required from me, Jesus became for me. This is what it means to, when Jesus was saying in Matthew that my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. Who has a scarf that I can use? Who has a scarf that I can use? <laughs> I need this. Thank you very much. God bless you. So what it means to be yoked in those days. Yoking is Something is on his neck, on the two bulls, and something is on my neck. Yeah? When we want to pull something heavy, they tie the load to the middle, and both of us start dragging it. Yeah? When Jesus says, my yoke is easy, he's saying, he, Jesus, the thing is tied to him. So he's carrying the load. What I'm just doing... So he said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Walk with me. 
and walk with me. I'll show you in a bit. And I'll give you respect. The Lord is not tied to both of us. It is tied to Christ. How I partake in the victory. So at the end of the day, when we cross the line, who brought it? We brought it. But no, he carried it. I identified with him. Thank you. Identified with him. This is the gospel. It's not performance based. I was not invited to be accepted. I was accepted, so I was invited. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's nasty. good stuff. If I had money, I'd be giving stuff for me. I'm preaching real good. I was not invited to be accepted. I was accepted. That's why I was invited. So the invitation was not to please God. The invitation was because he's already pleased with me. So I qualify in the party. Are you listening to me today? So there will be pressure in trying to please God from religion. But the unforced rhythm of grace shows you he's already pleased. Galatians 2 verse 19 to 21. Give me the message translation. Very powerful. This is one of the most dangerous scriptures to destroy religions, religion and performance. Very dangerous scripture. <laughs> you give me this. He said, what actually took place is this. I tried keeping rules and walking my head off to please God. And it didn't work. It cannot, you cannot please God. Can I be the first pastor to tell you? You cannot please, have you been able to please your husband and your wife effectively? After 30 something years, you have not been able to please your father. Then you just jump, you want to go and please God. You leave your wife and your father straight. I want to add you want to please God. What kind of pressure is that? Quote me. You cannot please God. Don't come and go and kill yourself. Don't do it. You can't please God. Bible said it. Bibeli, Sokwe, you only Yoruba, I know. Don't ask me. What actually took place is this. I tried keeping rules and walking my head off to please God. And it didn't work. So, I quit being a lawman so that I can become God's man. Are you, are you saying the Bible? It's not, I'm God's man. Look at him and say, I'm God's man. Hey, come on, say, I'm God's man. Oh, say it loud. Say, I'm God's man. I'm God's man. That means he chose me to be his man. I'm not the one who chose God. He chose me. The reason I can't let him down is because I'm not holding on to him. He's the one holding on to me. Hey, enter. You feel him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you just let the Lord down. I can't let the Lord down. I'm not holding him. He's the one holding on to me. So, he can let me down. This is the unforced rhythm of God's grace. Because if I'm holding on to him, he's forceful. He's the one holding on to me. Have you been in a relationship with somebody who you said, I can't, this is my friend. I don't, I can't even drive her. She's always here. You offend her the next day. Hey, how are you? Don't, don't be angry now. Sorry now. And you, 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 you now understand that this one, no, no need to. Let's go. I quit being the love master that I could become gospel. Christ's life showed me how. Watch this. And enabled me to. Are you, are you listening to me? It showed me and enabled me. Huh? Because I can show you where they sell Mercedes, but that doesn't enable you to go and pick Mercedes. Oh God, did you hear what I said? 
he showed me how and enabled me to do. I I identified myself completely with him, like I just did. Indeed, I have been crucified with he, with Christ. Watch the next thing I'm about to say, Uncle Yomisi. He says, my ego is no longer central. It is no longer important that I appear righteous before you people. Yes. Say, Pastor, it's a lot of pressure to be in a pastor. I say, am I trying to please you? It's when I think I'm trying to please you, it becomes very, it's a, I'm living my life to please you. It is, it's no longer important that I appear righteous before you or have your good opinion. I am no longer driven to impress God. Did you see that? Oh God. Christ lives in me. That means God is already impressed with me. Because when God looked at Christ, he said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Now that Christ lives in me, every time God sees me, he says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Because he's in me glorified. I am in him justified. Hallelujah. He says, the life you see me living is not mine, but it is lived by the faith of the son of God. Who I love? No. Who loved me and gave himself for me. I am not going to go back on that. Continue verse 21. Is it not clear to you that to go back to that rule, old rule keeping and peer pleasing religion would be an abandonment of everything personal and free in the relationship with God? I have one question for you from this verse. I refuse to do that. To repudiate God's grace. Question. If living, if a living relationship with God could come by rule keeping, why did Jesus die? If we could do it, Jesus would not have died. It's because we could not do it that Jesus did it for us. So you could not pass the exam. He went, wrote the exam, passed it, gave you the result. But you want to go back to the examination hall, you want to write want to write? No, I can write. A scholar. Where do? Scholastica. I want to write. When they've given you the result, you don't need to write. So what do we do as believers? We are believers and receivers, not achievers and contributors. We receive everything God has done in Christ for us. We are not trying to achieve. We are just receiving. Lift your hands in the name of Jesus. I receive your love. I receive your grace. I receive your peace. I receive your power. I receive all that you have done in Christ for me. In the name of Jesus, I cease from struggling. I now enjoy the unforced rhythm of God's grace. In the name of Jesus, somebody lift your hands. In the name of Jesus, I stop struggling from today. I stop struggling from today. I stay in rest. I receive all God has done in Christ for me. Say, I decree and declare in the name of Jesus, I do not struggle to achieve anything. I enjoy the unforced rhythm of God's grace. If this is your word, shout amen, somebody. You may be sincere. This is good stuff. There's somebody here, this month is the end of your struggling. 
because God will bring you to the end of yourself for you to see the beginning of God. So you want to do everything. So you have done in, in January and then you move to do-do in February and then you, you triple the do in, in March and now you are in the point where, Lord, I am done because until you come to the end of yourself, you don't see the beginning of God. God is saying in this season, it will not be by strength. You would know that this is the doing of God. If this is your word, say amen, somebody. I'm talking to you as a young man who has struggled. Oh God, I have struggled. Just struggled, refusing to do what God has called me to do. Just struggling. Oh, I hear a word for somebody. Ah, I said, stop taking permission. Give notice. It's not, it's not, if it's not your word, don't worry. Just nod. It will, hit, it will hit you next week. Stop taking permission. Give notice. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to take permission for years now. You know every. Stop taking permission. Give notice. Stop taking permission. Stop putting God's vision in the table of man's deliberation. In the deliberation of man's idiosyncrasy. Should you do it? Should you not do it? Stop giving them. No, no, no. Just give notice. Stop taking permission. Do what God has called you to do. And you will see a deluge of the release of God's grace in your direction. If this is your word, say amen, somebody. Stop giving permission. Give notice. Are you taking permission to live your life? You are taking permission? Give notice. Give notice. Should I? No, I am going to. I was hoping you know I am going to. I thought you knew. I'm going to. I am getting married. Some of you, you're waiting for permission to marry. You'll be single for a long time. You're waiting for permission to move into what God has called you to do. You would live unfulfilled in the deliberation of man's inducing. And it can even be your parents. And it's because of love. But they will love you out of God's purpose for your life. Ask Peter. Why am, I, why am I coming here again? Peter loved Jesus to the point that he didn't want Jesus to die, but Jesus was born to die. So when Peter said it, Jesus, God, Jesus said to Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. Satan is not somebody with two horns on the head. He's a man or a woman who loves you too much to love you out of God's purpose for your life. I know you love me, but I gotta go. I know you want me with you, but I have to move. I know you want me to stay, but I'm going. I'm going with Jesus. It would be nice if you come with me. But if you don't come with me, I'm going anyways. I'm going anyways. Stop taking permission. Stop giving permission. Give notice. Move. The invitation is to Jesus, not man. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Don't let fear stop you. For we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Romans 8 verse 15 to 16. Let's, let's do this. Because that's what, that's what religion does to you. Romans 8 15 to 16. Let's, do you have it? For we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But we have received the spirit of adoption. Whereby we cry what? Abba Father. Give me the mess. Give me the next verse. And the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit. That we are the children of God. Ah, we're not servants of God. We are children of God. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm a child of God. I'm not a servant of God. Yeah, that's what the Bible I'm a child of God. I'm not a servant. Give me the Passion Translation, TPT. Let's see what TPT says. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty. 
that's the spirit that is anti-Jesus. Anti-Jesus is not really devil, it's religion. You have not received the spirit of religious duty. Leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance. Did you see that? You are not partially accepted. You are fully accepted. Look at your neighbor and say, I am fully accepted. Enfolding you into the family of God. And you will never feel orphaned. Do you know the believers who feel like that? You think you are a stepchild of God. You were a child of God. And I hope you know God doesn't do grandchildren. Ah. So my daughter is not a grandchild of God. So Sozo grows up, accepts Jesus, and then has the full benefit that I have. Because God doesn't have grandchildren. We are all fully accepted. Nobody feels often. For as he rises up within us, I love this from within us. Our spirit joins him in saying the words of tender affection. Beloved Father. So God has many names. Ancient of days. Bright and morning star. Lily of the valley. The one who began the beginning before the beginning begun. The one who stretched the earth out of waters and covered the heavens with cloud. The one who we call the bishop of our soul. The God of all flesh. Father of spirit. I am that I am. The one in my tomorrow fixing my today from yesterday. The one who can make nobody somebody without taking permission from anybody. The God who's bigger than big, rounded around, higher than high, deeper than the depth of the sea. If I make my bed and hurl, you are there. If I ride above the he heavens, you are there. You're the one who rides above the heaven by the name Cha. With all these mighty magnificence and um, name and expressions of God, the best name you can call God is Abba. Father. Father. Because my daughter doesn't come, Pastor Flo. Hey, Helens. No. Daddy. Abba. Father. So when you want to pray, stop looking for those names to call God. What should I call him now? The ancient of days. The bright and early morning star. You are bigger than the biggest. You are smaller than the smallest. Sorry, you are higher than the highest. Everlasting king of glory. Alagbada, you know. All those chants we do. As if we are trying to psych a Yoruba king or an Igbo king from standing from the throne. No. The Bible says, come before him and shout, Abba. Father. So that I don't, I don't have to rehearse those names. Every time I wake up, I, Abba. Father. Because he is pleased. I don't have to perform to belong. Because I'm already accepted in the beloved. Hey. Did you hear what I said? We don't have to perform to belong. Because we're already accepted in the beloved. So the intimacy that we have with God is that we can call him Abba. Father. Lift your hands everywhere. Just say Abba. Father. Say it Abba. Father, say it one more time. Say Abba, Father. Come on, one more time. Say Abba, Father. Say it one more time. Say Abba, Father. I belong to you. Shh. Let's close. Let's close. Let's close. Let's close. So we are not performance-based people because He's our Father. And we carry his DNA because we are not sex begotten. 
We are not blood begotten. We are not flesh begotten. We are God begotten. So we carry, he cannot deny his DNA. That's my child. That's me. We are not friends of God. That's a distant relationship. We are sons of God because inheritance is involved. Your friends don't partake in your father's inheritance if anything happens to him. So let's stop priding in, I am a friend of God. No, we are sons of God. What manner of love that the father has bestowed upon us that we are called sons of God, not friends of God. No. No law firm will say, hey, what of your friends? Are they involved? Is that how you put it in the shade No, it is for bloodline. I carry his DNA. Because the day I open the womb of my faith to receive the sperm of his word is eternal. I carry his very life. So what we have is father and son relationship, the unforced rhythm of grace. Ah, grace, I'm, I'm done. I need to close. Genesis chapter 4. Grace. I will tell you when to put this scripture. Not now, just cue. Grace is not just a New Testament teaching. It's the nature of God. Uncle Dafi, grace, God has always been gracious. It was Moses' involvement at some point that destroyed the relationship when we began to deal with God with rules and regulation that we cannot keep. But the nature of God has always been grace. God has always been gracious. Yemi, the first person who committed murder in scripture, let, okay. I'll show you this one and I'll close. The, uh, my mom is somewhere there, 65. The audacity when you've destroyed a cup at home or a plate. God bless you. Cain needed Cain. But Cain killed his brother and still had the audacity to discuss with God. Genesis chapter 4. Give me. From verse 8. Give me. Genesis 4 from verse 8. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew Abel. This is murder. Like you killed somebody. Next verse. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel, thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? In the African magic animation of our mind by now fire thunder brimstone by now my mother would have released the full gas cylinder on your head this is how Cain is talking to God let's see continue and he said what hast thou done the voice of thy brother's blood cried unto me from the ground 11 and now art thou cursed from the earth, which had opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. Twelve. And when thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. And fugit a fugitive and a vagabond thou shalt be in the earth. Verse 13. And Cain said unto the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. And his God is okay. God do. See, I want you to grasp what I'm talking about. This is God. This is very annoying. Did I say that I wanted to enter the Bible, pick Cain, come to Nigeria first, and change his life? 
Hey, it's okay. You want you to do, I'll do. And God did not kill Cain. Give me the next verse, 14. Behold, thou hast driven me out this day from the face of the earth. And from the face shall I be hid. And I shall be fugitive and a vagabond in the earth. And it shall come to pass, everyone that findeth me shall slay me. 15. And the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken upon him sevenfold. Talk about being a spoiled father. Talk about being a spoiled father. Our God is a good God. So what have you done that you feel like God wants to kill you? See what Cain did. So what is that, that abortion you did from secondary school? You say, that's why, you know, the blood is speaking, shouting, shouting over the blood of Jesus. Oh, what a blood. Very powerful blood. See that abortion is shouting. I know. You see, I know this thing. A blood is strong. Blood is strong. You know, let nobody deceive you. Blood is... Cain killed his brother. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain lest any find him and should kill him. So God protected Cain. Because even when we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. They said it in the epistles. We are seeing it from Genesis. Next verse, 16. Let's go. And Cain, see, give me 15. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry guys. 15. God said this to you. What would you do? Father, I worship you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for having mercy on me. Oluwa, thank you for giving me a second chance. I will always love you. Give me verse 15, 16. And Cain went out of the presence of the Lord. You know, thank God. <laughs> Are you not seeing Bible? From the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of, the, of Eden. Give me the next verse. And Cain knew his wife and she conceived the one that God caused. He gave person belly. <laughs> you, is something that happened in your father's house that is causing you not to have a child. No, now, come on now. Huh? Did you kill your brother like this? See, he did not just, Uncle Daffy, conceive. He burned Enoch and built a city. He didn't build a house. So it's not like he was just productive in the bedroom, he was productive in life. After the course, Abi. Some of you are about saying, Lord, cost me like this, cost me. <laughs> what a cost. Say now, he built a city after his son, Enoch. It is this guy that gave birth to Enoch that walked with God. So his sin did not stop him from proliferating a seed that was pleasing to God. What are you talking about? They would have said it is his father's sin that jumped upon him. You know, the father, your father did this and he's in your generation. This one, his father was a murderer. He walked with God. And God took him. So, show me. We can close now. Bible. The nature. The nature of God. Cain. 
this is one of the scriptures I would never understand it. I would never understand it. I'll show you something in the book of John chapter 2, 1 to 5. I want to show you the nature of God as gracious. And then we'll close. I'm done. I came with my shout. I don't need you shouting, but you've been fed. That's what's important. John chapter 1. On John chapter 2, thank you. On the third day, there was a marriage in Canaan of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. Verse 2. And both Jesus was called. Ah. They invited Jesus. So Jesus invites you. He blesses you. You invite him. Because he is a. Are you? I'm not shouting. I just want you to see it. I want you to see it. Because his grace is not premised on if I'm the one that called you. He said, if you call me, I call you. If we ever meet, I'm going to bless you. Ooh. Ooh, God. If we ever, if we jam by mistake, I will bless you. If I, if I catch you by mistake, I will bless you. Oosh. Oosh. That means it's the unforced rhythm of grace. Even if it's not my will, it's my nature. I will bless you. Ah, do you understand? So if I wear a perfume that is powerful, whether or not I like you, you will smell it. You ah. smell So I'm not going to say, hmm, I don't like it, my perfume. Stop, 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 stop. Follow for weird, my brother, day. No, nothing. No, 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 no. Moji. No. If I wear the perfume, whether or not I like you, the perfume does not understand that. The nature of God is goodness. If they follow up for body, they carry on the worker. Goodness. It's that exactly is what we call the unforced rhythm of grace. Give me verse 3. And when they, they wanted wine, and the mother of Jesus said unto him, they have no wine. Ah, the party was still on, but they had run out of wine. Some of you are still having the party in your house, but there's no wine. You're still going to work every morning and coming back, but you're out of wine. They still see you and your wife coming to church. You dress together, but you're out of wine. You're still doing stuff regularly, but guess what? You're out. But Jesus, they have no wine. Give me verse 4. I need to go. I need to go. And Jesus said unto a woman, What have I to do with thee? Mine, see this, see this. Because there are people who believe that the miracle happened because of the mother is a lie. The miracle happened because of his nature. Because he even he cautioned the mother here. Woman, not mother. Woman, look at it. Jesus said unto her, woman, not mother. What have I to do with thee? My hour has not come. Guess what the mother says? Because the mother knows the nature. The mother knows the nature. By knowledge. His mother said unto them, hmm, whatever he says to you, do it. That means... Whether it vexes, we still do it. Whether it is his time or it is not his time or he will do it. He will do it. That's your word. He will do it. He has done it. I said he has done it. If this is your word, shout amen, somebody. This is Jesus' first documented miracle this is not his first miracle 
How did you think the mother knew? This is his first documented miracle. The mother already knew from home that there was a day that they ran out of pomo and fish. And Jesus said, He said, this boy, even when I punished you, you still did it. So the mother knew the nature of God. That the nature of God is the unforced. It's the unforced rhythm of grace. That's the nature of God. That I'm angry with you doesn't mean that I won't bless you. Religion will tell you that God wants to punish you because you did something wrong. But God is saying, when you're unfaithful, I remain faithful. Because the faithfulness of the shepherd is not premised on the behavior of the sheep. Sheep naturally know they get sense. Uh-huh. So the faithfulness of the shepherd is premised on the character, the nature, the integrity, the inducing graces of the shepherd. He's a good shepherd. No wonder David said, the Lord is my because he knows as a shepherd man, I shall not want. Watch, watch, watch. He, Maxwell, makes me lie down in green pasture. He restores my soul. He now goes, yeah, I. That means this one, he didn't send me. I walk through the valley. He still said, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Because the faithfulness of the shepherd is not premised on the character of the sheep. It's, char- it's premised on the character of the shepherd. Jesus knew. The mother knew. Say, hey, leave him. He's angry. He says, it's not his time. Don't worry. Whatever he says to you, do it. You know the story. And they had wine. This is the introduction in John about Jesus. Yeah. Ooh, this, uh, I don't have time. I don't have time. And from the law of first mention, it shows you that anytime something is mentioned for the first time, the character of that thing is consistent throughout the scripture. So if Jesus did something outside of his timing because of his nature, it means that the nature of God always overrules the will of God. It's, will thou be made whole? Whether or not you wanted to be made whole, you've met Jesus, you're already made whole. It is... Give me the next verse. Let's close. I'm done. I'm done with you. On first reading of grace. Mark chapter 5, verse 25 to 31. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood of years. Next verse. I want to show you something from here. And had suffered many things from many physicians. Into this time, even pastors. And had spent all that she had. And nothing better, but rather grew worse. Next verse. When she had... Heard of Jesus. Faith cometh by hearing. If you follow me on YouTube, on Instagram, I've been teaching the FAD principle. RAD principle, sorry. That means you're listening. It's good. The RAD principle will bless you. And she heard that Jesus came. What, 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 what? She came in the press behind and touched his garment. Next verse. For she said, if I may touch his clothes, I will be whole. Ah, I don't know, you know where I'm going. Next verse. And straightway, the fountain of her blood dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed from the plague. Next verse. Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue. This virtue left without his permission. It was his nature. 
His will was not involved here. No, 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 no. His will. That's why Jesus said, ah, who, who touched me? That means, who, who debited me? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Who, who swiped my card? Omo, see debit a lot. Who debited me? How do I know? Because he was in the press. Everybody was touching. That's why when he asked in the next verse, next verse, the disciples said unto him, Ah, Oga, thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and thou said somebody touched me. Because there were plenty. But somebody came to touch. This is Sunday service. Some people came to church. Others came to Jesus. That's why you can sit still like a lump, a, a, a log, and the first lady of the state of emergency. And the next person in front of you is shouting and jumping. You're wondering, you came to church. She came to Jesus. And every time you meet Jesus by mistake, by chance, by happenstance, by incident, by accident, you will be made up. not involved his nature his nature that means the woman didn't take permission to take it stop stop take giving permission give notice <laughs> give notice uh, lambano that's the word that's the word that's the word in Greek. Lambano, take it. Take it, take it. Lambano, lambano, take it. That's what it means. Stop giving, taking permission. Father, we will, will you do this for me? Will you do that? Just take it. Look at somebody say, take it, take it, take it, take it. Take it, take it, take it. So I'm not asking, Father, will you give? I, I take it. The Bible says in Hebrews, so we come boldly to the throne of grace and we obtain, obtain. We don't come to discuss. We don't come to negotiate. We don't come to take permission. We, can, we come to obtain. 10. I don't know about you. Some of you came to church this morning. Maybe to give permission to Jesus. And maybe to look all nice and dandy and cute. Maybe you are God's first cousin and your mother is the first lady of the central bank. And you have all the billions flowing in your account. But there are some of us who need Jesus this morning. We need him to pay the bill of this place. We need him to run the conference. We need him to show up in our space. And we're not going to stand, look at you, and discouraging us with your straight face. We are going to take it. Stand on your feet. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. This is the unforced rhythm of grace. Unforced rhythm grace so it was not his will he didn't have a conversation with the woman woman is that you do you want to be made whole she had a negotiation within herself and this is an explanation of where we are in Christ all things are yours give me Matthew 11 28 to 20 to 31 in the message translation and then we'll close I just want you to take it take it Matthew 11, 28 to 29. Give me the message translation. Shh. Watch this. I have a question for somebody here. And it's on the screen. Are you tired? Worn out? Born out? On religion? 
come to me get away with me and you will recover your life are you seeing the scripture I will show you how to take a real rest watch this walk with me and walk with me watch how I do it learn the unforced rhythms of grace I won't lay anything heavy on or ill-fitting on you keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly the word there is free go take it there's somebody believing God for something God is saying I'm waiting for you to take it stop waiting on God God is waiting on you to take it if you want it you can have it I give you the next 20 seconds you, you have a short time I want you to begin to decree I take it I don't know what you want to take so I can't pray this prayer for you but I want you to take it logic sound I want you on stage I receive this your love this your ending love for me is what I need logic sound on stage you have less than one minute I want you to take it are you going to be the woman with the issue of blood? Are you just going to stand like one of the people who came to just feel his garment? You just wanted to know the texture of his clothes. I, I just want you to push in. I don't know what you believe in God for. I don't know what you want this morning, but I'm just saying it's available. You can take it. You can actually take it home. If you don't take it, your neighbor may take it. If you don't take it, your neighbor may take it. Take it, you can take it. You can take it. You can take it. You can take it. Watch this. Do you know? Hold on. Oh God, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. Do you know, Moji, that Jesus was on his way to pray for Jairus' daughter who had died? And she was 12 years old. Motaya. So there was a 12 years old dead and a 12 years old situation. The woman did not care if the virtue that was with Jesus. was for Jairus' daughter. She didn't say, oh, he's going to Jairus' daughter and my own, my own is... Because some people know how to explain for people. My own is blood flow. That one is dead. Let him eat that one first and resurrect that one. They will not cut up. No, 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 no. She just said, ah, I, I take it. Because Jesus is inexhaustible. So, oh, yeah, cool, sure. So every time you take out of Jesus, what you have is the fullness of God. What is remaining of him is still the fullness of God. Because Jesus is inexhaustible, inexhaustible, insubtractable, indivisible. So she was, I'm going to take this. How are you going to fix Jairus' daughter? I don't care. What I'm saying is that you may be standing with a neighbor like me who greedy. And I'm just saying, Father, just in case this guy doesn't want that thing, bring it on. What I'm saying is, Father, just in case these churches are not ready to preach the gospel, bring them to the logic nation. 
Bring them to Logic Church. Bring them from Abuja. I give you the next 30 seconds to log in and take it. Take it. Take your car. Take your house. Take the project. You, come on, take, take it. I, I, I take it. I lambano. I take, I take it all. I take it all. I take it. 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 In the name, I take it. I take it. I take it. I take. Take the car. Take the houses. Take your church. Take, take it. Take it. Take. Can you believe the logic church was always here waiting for me? God was just waiting for us to take it. Somebody take it. Here's what I hear in my spirit. Take your twins. I'm speaking to a woman believing God for the fruit of the womb. Take your twins. Take it, take it, take it, take it. Take it, take it, take it. Whatever you want, you can have it this morning. His grace is promiscuous and is more than able. Take it. Come on, clap your hands, church. And tell your neighbor, I have it already. Look at your neighbor, eyebrow to eyebrow. Tell them, I have it already. You may be seated briefly in the presence of the Lord. If this is your first time of worshiping with us, can you stand? If this is your first Sunday at the Logic Church, did we? I don't know if we remembered. Uh, we did not. If this is your first Sunday at the Logic Church, can you stand, please?